Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode 540 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, November 26th, 2023. We are right between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So hopefully if you are out there stimulating the economy by buying video games, technology, whatever it may be that you have enjoyed yourselves and not overextended yourselves as well, because that is possible during this time. So please don't do so. My name is Chris. I am joined today with one of the usual band of misfits. That is Mr. Anthony Bachman. So this is, this is, I'm still sleepy Sunday. I mean, that's fair. Normally, uh, Willie Nelson, our third person would be here, but he is under the weather today. So uh, you can send your positive vibes to at South Porky on the Twitter machine or at Willie Nelson on Blue Sky, I think. He beat the Willie Nelson yeah. to that name. For the first yeah. time ever, he got the handle. So <laughs> Willie, not our Willie, but the famous Willie, if you want that handle, feel free to reach out to at Willie Nelson on Blue Sky and maybe he'll make you a deal. Like, just go smoke some weed with him. He'd probably be happy. I don't know if Willie smokes weed, but it'd just be worth it to sit in a room with Willie Nelson as he smokes weed so you could tell the story. Yeah, whether you smoke weed or not, you smoke weed with Willie Nelson. I mean, just even like, if you don't, you would smoke just weed hang with out Snoop. with him. Yeah, just like you would smoke weed with Snoop, who isn't going smokeless, you dumb motherfuckers. Look, I don't smoke weed, but I think it would be a hell of a story just to be like, <laughs> yeah, I was hanging out with Willie Nelson. He was telling stories and smoking weed while he hell did it yeah. because the stories would write themselves. They'd be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's Willie Nelson. But yeah, did you see that marketing campaign that Snoop suckered everybody in on? I loved it because uh, I saw it. Yeah. And I went, there's no way Snoop's going to stop. What, what's the catch here? No. And then the next day later was the catch. And I was like, oh, yep. you got me. Yeah. You son of a bitch. You got me. <laughs> yeah, Doug Benson put it out. He's like, I know this. This is the lead up for something. He's like, I may not know much in my life, but as a stoner comedian, <laughs> I know that there's no way that Snoop Dogg is giving up smoking weed. It's like, no, no way it's in an hell. Ad campaign, and it was a good one. <laughs> you know how many people are going to buy that damn thing just because Snoop endorsed it, whether they even need it or not? They're just going to buy pretty it. much. <laughs> you're you're pretty much right on target there. Yeah, which right you know, makes it a good ad campaign. Like they got they got a good spokesman for it. Uh, Fucking Snoop yeah, saying so he doesn't want his clothes to smell smoky anymore. Shit. They <laughs> <laughs> better buy some new clothes. Snoop probably smells permanently smoky at this point in time with how much he smoked. <laughs> Indeed. The man is 10% smoke. Yeah, right? <laughs> 10% smoke and 11% THC. The rest of his human. <laughs> Possible. Possible. Uh, so we did take a week off because life got in the way, things like that. So I got to ask before we get into the show, have you been dabbling any in any Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff? Because I've been bad. I've been real. Not, not too bad. I basically, I had, so prepping what I'm into, there was a cartoon that came out and put out four new episodes and I was waiting for the fourth episode to hit Amazon before I was going to order something so that I could get, you know, a trial of prime again for a week and I could right. watch all four episodes. But as black Friday was coming up again, they sent me an ad offering me prime for a free trial for 30 days. I was like, Oh, okay. Click. I'll take that <laughs> and go watch my cartoon. And then I was just sitting there watching. Uh, basically, that was Thursday. And so I was watching Friday as I was working to see if anything in my cart was going to drop in price. And literally, like, checked something, went and talked to the wife about ordering a present for someone for Christmas, came back to my computer, and, like, it had updated in my 
uh, cart and like one of the movies I bought dropped by like two bucks. Nice. I'm like, okay, I don't think anything else that I have in here is going to drop. So hit order. But yeah, none of it was actually like Black Friday sales. I, I looked at getting my parents a TV, but I, I need to go back to their house and measure their TV stand. Right. Because it's not the question of how wide the screen is. It's how wide apart the distance on the feet are. Because gotcha. yeah, I had that problem, too, when yeah. I was buying a TV last time. My parents are cheap and they will not replace their television. So they now like their TV died. So they brought the TV from the basement up to the living room. The TV from the basement is the Magnavox that we got from Rent-A-Center. When I lived in low-income housing, when I was 10, that TV is 35 years old, and it still works. You can't kill an old fucking CRT, man. Boom tubes are unkillable. Right? Morning, V. Morning, V. But yeah, so that's what's in their living room. It's like, I got to get you guys a TV. And like, my, my stepdad's ridiculous. Like, he won't buy anything. All he ever does is save money. Like, but he won't buy anything. No, I get it. He's like, I'm saving up to get a TV. I'm like, what are you saving up? You have savings. Go buy your TV. Dad, go buy a TV. He's like, no, I'm saving up for it. It's like, no, I get right. it. I have to like Look, take up Costco one of these days and like get him like, you know, like a little 40 inch TV or something that'll fit in the living room. I've been bad. When I'm depressed, I buy things I don't need and I eat food I shouldn't eat. So Fair enough. let's see. You probably had bought, an expensive week. I, I bought The Last of Us Part Two remaster because I wanted to play it for my PS5. It was on okay. sale for 40 bucks. Or Last of Us Part One remaster because I haven't played it. So I'm going to start playing that. I bought Final okay. Fantasy, whatever the newest one is, because it was 35 bucks on sale. So it was half off and I wanted to play it. I bought The Last of Us on Blu ray season one for 10 bucks because for 10 bucks, yeah, I'll have some Pedro Pascal in my life. There you go. In <laughs> permanent form that won't leave form. HBO Max and go to Netflix. Right. And I don't have HBO Max currently. And then I bought myself <laughs> some headphones because I'd been I'd been wanting to get some better Bluetooth cans because I use earbuds a lot. Like I sit down here during the, in the morning, I would often wear my earbuds, but earbuds, how do I put this best? They tire out my ears for lack of a better yeah. term, because of how they sit in my ears. So I have these that I'm wearing now, which are Bluetooth headphones. They're my wise headphones I bought for like 60 bucks three years ago. And they're pretty decent, but they don't have the greatest sound. Noise cancellation is only okay, but they're okay for podcasting or listening to podcasts and stuff like that. But I saw some uh, some Bose ones that were on sale, and I went, ooh, how much of a sale are they going to go? And they were off $100 for ooh. the sale. And then I went on Best Buy's site, and I was like, do I want it or not? And then Best Buy is like, open box, excellent, which is generally someone returned it and didn't even use it. There was nice. another 50 bucks off. So I got $350 headphones for like $150 bucks Hell on yeah. Best Buy's website. And I started using them yesterday. They were pretty awesome. One, the only issue I ran into is I opened it up like the wires and cables were all still wrapped, never unwrapped or anything like that. The headphones looked like they'd never been worn. And I went, oh, maybe no one even used it. But the headphones had been left on from whoever had had them. So there was no battery. <laughs> so I had to, to charge it a little bit. And then once I charged it, it's like trying to connect to whoever's name's iPhone it was. And I was like, well, that's not me. And I had oh, to they didn't, they didn't unpair it. They didn't unpair it. <laughs> and, and these headphones will be like connected to and whatever the name of the device is. So once I did that, it worked perfectly fine. And I've charged them up to 100% now. And I've been walking around the house. I was doing chores with them. And they work perfectly fine. Uh, V's nice. asking in the chat, did you get the Bose Quiet Comfort headphones? Yes, I did. The Quiet Comfort 45s is what they were. I like them. The only thing I don't like a ton is just getting used to is like the ear pads on these Wise headphones I wear are wide and thick. On the Bose headphones, the can itself is more oval than circular. 
So my entire ear isn't mm. covered by the pad. It's not enough that any noise bleeds out or anything like that, or that it's uncomfortable. It just feels different compared to what I'm used to with these ones. And I just have a big fat head. So that probably <laughs> makes, doesn't help either. It makes a difference. But yeah. That, that, that's mostly what I've gotten into, although it's dangerous because Pro Wrestling Tees has got everything on sale for Black Friday. Oh. Yeah. Man, like Irv T-shirt. Woo. Yeah. All Put the new Dan right Baker. Like, yeah. damn. The new Dan Housen gear is all on sale, including his Dr. Doom inspired T-shirt. And I'm like, nice. oh, shit, I might want this one. You know, I'm trying to be really good, but we'll see whether <laughs> I can stay being good on Cyber Monday tomorrow, because I guess they're going to have... Um, for shop AEW and pro wrestling tees, they're going to have limited run 400 count micro brawlers available on each of those sites. And I'm like, uh, I want both of those. Oh. <laughs> one is <laughs> one is all ego Ethan Page. The other is Tay Ty Mello. And I want both. And I'm like, how am I going to get these? I don't even know when they go on sale. Shit. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to lurk and see when they go on sale. I've, I've gotten stuff before that was the uh, limited of only 400 run micro brawlers before. Yeah. Like I have the shark boy one. I have a couple other ones. <laughs> but I really want the Ethan Page one because it's cool. And the Ty Mello one's really cool, too. So we'll see if I can get it. I, I have an addiction to micro brawlers. Yeah, I might have to check PlayStation store again tomorrow. Daddy ass, who I'm going to nice. go meet next weekend when he's at a convention just up the road. What does it say next to Billy Gunn on it? Billy Gunn, daddy ass. It does say daddy ass. Nice. It says daddy uh, ass. And so he's scissoring with both hands. So if you put the acclaimed on either side of him, they're all three scissoring. There you go. You can get a three-way scissor going. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, because the one thing I was looking for, because um, I talked about possibly ending my subscription to PlayStation uh, Essential. And of course, I mentioned it to the wife. She's like, wait, then how are you going to play Dead by Daylight? I'm like, I wouldn't. She's like, you have to play Dead by Daylight with me. So that's not an option. So we're going to keep it. And usually black friday like either the playstation gift cards go on sale on amazon or playstation doesn't offer they had two offers yesterday 30 percent off playstation premium or like 40 percent off playstation extra spiffy whatever the fuck the third one is because their naming convention on that sucks ass yeah the only thing that wasn't on sale is playstation essential i was like you fucking dicks this is the only time i buy this and this is when you put it on sale every year, and they put nothing on sale. They had some games that were on sale, but the only one that really enticed me was Bolt Gun. And I was like, I mean, I love, uh, oh, what's his name uh, from iZombie? He did the voice for Bolt Gun. I should know it, but it's not coming to me. Yeah, uh, Raul, Raul Cooley. So he's the voice of the Space Marine in Bolt Gun. But if you've seen it, all Bolt Gun is is a Warhammer 40K skin over Doom. I was gotcha. like, even on even on sale, like eh, it'll probably be less than eight bucks at some point. But I was like, that was the only one that I was even kind of interested in. Like, like they had like No Man's Sky. I was like, oh, I would like to get a digital version of No Man's Sky on my PlayStation Five, so I can quit playing the disc version on my sure. PS4 out in the living room. Which I got the disc version for like seven bucks on sale. The fucking digital's still sixty because they refused to lock the price Always. off that, and so. On sale, it was still forty dollars. I'm like, kiss my ass. I am not spending that for the sale price of a game that's been out for ten years. Like it's yes. yeah, there was none of the sales were good enough to be like, oh, I have to get that right now. 
The only digital game sale that I bid on was Diablo 4 was on sale on Xbox. And I think it is on PlayStation Network too. And I don't think it's coming to Game Pass anytime soon. I wanted to play it. So I bit and bought Diablo 4 for Xbox. Yeah. It was like 20 That's- bucks off. And, see, and then I looked at it, I was like, well, if I'm keeping my PlayStation Essential, then that means I still have access to all of the PlayStation Plus Essential games I've downloaded, which means once I finish um, Uncharted 4, Man, then I can do Bioshock 1, 2, and 3, then I can do Mass Effect. I can look at you know Black Friday sales next year and get Bolt Gun for 5 bucks. So it's like I have more than a, more than a year's worth of gaming to do. If I was doing nothing but gaming in my free time, I don't need to buy a game. <laughs> and your ass is never going to play Mass Effect at this point, are you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, now that I know that, like, now that I know that I'm not getting rid of PlayStation Essential, I might go ahead and do Mass Effect next and start that up because yeah. I know, like, that the that the Bioshocks aren't going to go away. So yeah, I might just go ahead and do Mass Effect next, just because yeah, like the like the stepdaughters be like she's replayed it out in the living room. She's like, you have to play this game; you'll fucking love it. I keep hearing it from you. So yeah, I guess uh, yeah, okay, I'll say it now. Since I did Uncharted for Willie, and I'm on Uncharted four, and I'm not getting rid of PlayStation Essential. Once I'm done with Uncharted four, I will start Mass Effect Legendary, which I have on my PlayStation five, so I can play it on there. It'll look nice. it'll look super super pretty. But I mean, yeah, like I've got that. I've got all the Bioshocks, and then I've got you know. 212 other games from PlayStation right. Plus that I haven't played, including uh, they put up one of the Dragon Ball Z ones this month. I was like, okay, oh. I would like to actually try that. Like some of the Dragon Ball That's Z games cool. are cool, but it's like, yeah, with, with what little time I'm playing video games, like I've got more than a year's worth of games to play because my little plastic figurines are taking all my fucking time up now. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't play anything. And what's worse is like, you know, I'll get more of what I'm getting into, but like I'm I'm planning something for Wednesday next week, but Chucky comes out Tuesday, which is going to put a damper in how much time I have on my what is my Saturday because I have a weird work week. So right now, Tuesday and Wednesday are my Saturday, Sunday. And so on Saturday, I'm supposed to be finishing up some figures, but that's the day that Chucky gets released. I'm going to have to play Chucky a little bit. I got like 1.8 million blood points waiting. Like I'm ready to like give them my $5 and, you know, get that character leveled up. Cause yeah, I played him a little on the PTB. It's just fun as hell. And it's the first character. It's the first killer they've done in third person. So it changes. It's literally like the first major change to how you play a killer in the game since DVD came out seven years ago. Okay. So like, it's, it's very interesting. And it's one of the few times where like, no one has complained on the PTB about the new killer. Other than it's like, okay, we should tweak this, you should tweak that. But like no one, a lot of times the new killer comes out and they're like, oh, this killer is awful because of these 10 reasons. None of that happened this time. Everybody's like, okay, no, Chucky's cool. The animations are great. The Mori's great. The abilities are pretty cool. The the perks are, well, one of them was great and it's already been nerfed and it's now worthless because that's what behavior does. But yeah, like people are excited for it, and like it's it's gonna be a fun one. But yeah, that's gonna take a damper out of my Tuesday. So yeah, I've I've still got the one game that I've been playing still not going away. So I'll be playing a whole lot of DBT next week. <laughs> and side note, guys, evidently the Nightbot's still working, and I thought it was broken. So hey, Nightbot hey, is doing moderation nice. for us still, and reminding people to go check out the network. So uh, this will be my my blatant plug here. Don't forget, we're part of the Gunny Geek Network. The all things good nerdy podcast that is so go to gonna geek.com slash network you can go check out all the other great shows there 
or go to geek.com slash live and it'll show all of that stuff too. And any shows that are streaming live like us, if your bookmarks are for geeks.live, please update those because geeks.live is being retired because the dot live domain is starting to get way too damn expensive. And so yeah, uh, we're not using yeah. dot live now. We got a different one, right? No, I have nerds.live right now, which will probably lapse when it comes time to renew again if the price jumps again. It did not jump for me this time, but Steven said geeks.live jumped for him this time around. So we'll, we'll see what happens. If it does, then we'll come up with some other new short link. But for right now, it's geek.com slash live. That's where you'll go for all of your Gonna Geek Network live streaming events, which for the most part is the Gonna Geek Show, the All Things Gonna Nerdy podcast, and Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D who talk all things Marvel. I think they just <laughs> did their Ms. Marvel review for the final episode of 2023. Nice. So we got, um, yeah, and then that's also where we keep all of our flip top head Canadians is over on good. That's true. They're all stored there <laughs> for their own safety. Of course, <laughs> for their own safety. That's right. Steven, that, you are America's hat. That's true. That being said, we've screwed around enough for now. Let's transition on over into the news of the week. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Welcome to the news of the week. It is that part of the show where we run down what is in our minds some of the most interesting uh, geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the past couple weeks or so and share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date. So I'm going to go first because this is a combination of some things that I love, which is YouTube drama, tech drama, people stealing shit and people getting <laughs> called out for stealing shit. So this is a fun one. And if you follow, well, let me ask real quick. Are you familiar with the YouTube channel of Jerry rig everything? Have you heard of it before? I think I've heard of it, but I don't think I've watched it. So it's run by a man by the name of Zach Nelson. He's the one that does a bunch of those phone teardown videos and durability tests where like he takes apart phones to show how they work, does his own durability tests where like he takes all the different Mohs scale scratchers and stuff to see when the screens are going to scratch. And he does really cool takedown stuff. And as part of that, he has partnered with dbrand before. And you're probably familiar with dbrand if you play video games or have cell phones and stuff. They make video game skins, cell phone skins for devices, things like that. They make cases. They sponsor a lot of Linus Tech Tips stuff a lot, and they make fun of Linus while doing it, which is kind of fun because like one of their promo codes is always short Linus, for instance, <laughs> just, just to kind of screw with him a little bit. But he some of the midget. stuff, he is a short dude. <laughs> so some of the stuff that uh, Zach had been doing, and I apologize if I call him Jerry by accident. Everyone does for some, because his channel is Jerry Rig Everything. So there's always those accents mm. where they call him Jerry instead of Zach. And I will Never probably Jerry. do the same thing. Never <laughs> Jerry. He has been working with dbrand to do what they call teardown skins. And he advertises them a lot when he does a teardown of a phone. And what that really is, is a dbrand vinyl skin that you can put on your phone. That is the teardown view of that phone when you take it apart. So it looks like the outside of your phone is showing when it's not actually. And how they do this is as they go, they take high quality images. Like I think someone says something like 24,000 DPI images and stuff like that of each layer to then reassemble them and put them back together and put them on these skins and they sell them for what is not an unreasonable price online for when it comes to vinyl skins and things like that. Well, Zach released a video it was either yesterday or the day before that was entitled something to the effect of I've been robbed. 
And it was all about the fact, and he had the receipts for this, that there's another company based out of Hong Kong that has sold in Best Buy and things like that. They've been called <laughs> one of the top accessory vendors in the world by the name of Casetify, who they are now suing because they said, you have literally stolen our designs. You've literally copied an image off of our website and then just printed your own cases of it. And they had the receipts for it. And what do I mean by the receipts for it? Well, let's put it this way. Let me screen share here for a second because that'll make it a bit easier to see. Once my computer cooperates <laughs> to allow me to screen share. So this should be screen sharing, assuming it's working properly here. We're over on Kotaku's website to do this. They do each of these layers, but then they also like to put some Easter eggs in there that are a little homages to dbrand or Zach's channel and things like that. You could call it mm. a trap, basically. Well, a lot of these Easter eggs and things like that, yeah, they're they're still in the the stuff that Casetify copied from. Now, what they're showing here is an example where they had subscribe hidden in there. Well, Casetify edited that one out, which is kind of good. But there's some other ones in here, and well, that's the video, where they didn't. In fact, here's an example here on this phone, and we'll go full screen here, where if you look up here in this circled red part, and I apologize for those of you guys in audio, you can see that there's a camera lens there doesn't make sense because the camera is right there yeah so they they left a lens in from where they literally copied and pasted and then replaced some of the easter eggs to be with the letters case to buy instead of d brands it, uh. it just baffles me i mean he literally went through and said hey here's some examples of some of the uh, easter eggs we put in there they like to put references to 11 11 11 in there because that's when d brand was created that's when the um, what the Skyrim game came out and things like that, and they make a joke of it. And that 11 11 11 that doesn't exist in the actual teardown, so if Casetify was doing their own teardowns, they wouldn't have it presented in their pictures, is in the cases that Casetify is selling. <laughs> references to robots because dbrand references robots because it's one of their more popular skins or variants that's in there, it's not in the actual teardown. So if Casetify had gone and you know done their own teardown done their own scans and images and spent the time and effort to put these skins yeah. and cases together, it wouldn't be in there, but no, they literally just seemingly copied and pasted the stuff that Jerry, that excuse me, Jerry rig, everything and D brand had collaborated together to do their teardown skins for. Oh, see, and I think part of the problem because this isn't one of the issues is that in mainland China, there's like no such thing as copyright law, right? Like that's, that's my understanding movies and stuff i'm not so, an expert here so please if anyone in the chat is feel free to correct us i just remember because my time in the navy like whenever we when we went over to asia one of the things a lot of people did was they brought back a whole bunch of movies that you either couldn't get on blu-ray or dvd or they got them while they were still in the theaters but already on blu-ray or dvd because we stopped in hong kong yes and so if I remember correctly, what I heard at the time, at least, and this was a while ago, is that there's no real such thing as copyright law in mainland China. It's like if you make product A and I make product B look exactly like product A and sell it, there ain't shit the guys that make product A can do about it because I made product B, even if it's the so, exact same but, thing. But here's the difference, though. They have a presence in the United States and corporate offices in the United States and have yeah. sold things in places like Best Buy and the like. So that's what the saying. American facing side of it yeah. can be sued. Now, what when, comes yeah, of it? When the knows? Chinese countries selling or Chinese companies selling the stuff here, yeah, then how does that work if we have a blatant copyright infringement? Well, like, oh, we're, we're copying your out. thing and selling it. 
Well, which is, yeah, which is good. Out. Yeah, which is good because I mean there are I don't know. Oh, th- this could hurt some of the websites I shop on for Lego right. Legos. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, continuing with some more information on this. Shortly after the video was posted and Dbrand posted some tweets with all these allegations, Casetify's cases that were the same called Inside Out suddenly disappeared from their website. They're no longer available to purchase. They were taken off the shelves in Best Buys, evidently, because there were folks on Reddit that were taking photos of the empty pegs and then baskets of Casetify Inside Out cases that were behind a counter because they weren't going to sell them anymore. It's not a good look. I mean, and the video itself is compelling. If you haven't had a chance to go watch it, it's in our show notes, bit.ly slash ATGN540. You can find the link to the Kotaku article that has this embedded in some other screenshots. I like Zach's channel a lot. I've learned a lot of stuff from it. I find him to be trustworthy because he's always shared his opinion and he's been pretty blunt about it. Even when he's talked about products that it may have sponsored him that he didn't like, he's been blunt about it. I like him a lot. I tend to believe him. And the case he presents there is rather compelling that they just ripped him off. Now, we have no idea how a court case is going to go. We have no idea how long it's going to take, what's going to come of it. But in the video, he said the reason and the rationale for taking this route is the biggest way to teach case to file a lesson is with a multi-million dollar lawsuit. He also yeah. made a point in the video of saying this isn't about him trying to get a huge financial windfall or financial gain. He said that should he win anything, all of that money is going to go towards his uh, off-road wheelchair project called The Rig. So any gains nice. that he makes off of this is going to go towards that. And for those that aren't familiar, his wife, shes I believe she's a paraplegic. She's paralyzed from the legs down. And he's done videos before where he's like built an elevator in their house. And he's built handicapped accessible stuff for her to do. And different wheelchair variants and stuff that he's built. So he's actually working on building off-road wheelchairs as one of his projects. A side project to give additional accessibility to people. So I think it's really cool that if he makes any money, his cut of the money that's made off of a lawsuit is going to go towards that wheelchair project to keep enriching and helping other people that need that assistance. Nice. Which is awesome. Guys- yeah, I mean, the companies that make all their money out there by just stealing people's I mean, artwork, like there's literally people that go to conventions now and they fill up like a spot in a convention. All they're doing is selling like posterized version of other people's art. Like they literally will take someone's artwork, change the name on it digitally and then sell it. It's, it's fucking shady as shit. Like it, all that shit needs to be shut down. Like this is awful. Now in the interest of fair play here, I should say that Casetify did release a statement online in regards to these allegations on Twitter. I'm screen sharing it because it's embedded in the Kotaku article. They said, quote, Casetify has always been a bastion of originality, and we hold pride in that. We are currently <laughs> investigating a copyright allegation against us. We have immediately removed the designs in question from all platforms. We are also investigating a DDoS attack that disrupted our website when the allegation surfaced. All customers are back, excuse me, all systems are back normal now. All customer information is safe. Thank you for your patience and support during this challenging time, which acknowledges nothing. And for those that aren't familiar, they also have this ability on Twitter. It's something I actually sort of like, which is weird to say, for community notes where readers can add additional context yeah. to correct things that may be uh, not so accurate based off how they're presented. And there is a community note that's been added that says, Casetify is stating something incorrect by saying bastion of originality. <laughs> As provided in multiple sources, various products Casetify sells are ripoffs from dbrand products. There's a video. There's three articles cited. I find it quite entertaining. Quite entertaining. 
Yeah, getting getting receipts under a tweet now is one of the best things ever. It's like, oh, this is the bullshit you're saying. Here's the actual facts. <laughs> yeah. So we should also I should also mention one of the things that uh, Zach talked about in his videos. They've started a new X-ray case in Skin, where they literally have X-ray machines to take X-rays of phones and put that X-ray on there. Well, for those that aren't aware, iFixit has often done a lot of X-rays and stuff to put in their guides. Well, there was another accusation that came out two days ago, and we'll go to The Verge for this one, and I'll screen share this one, because uh. why not? <laughs> that, oh, Casetify did it again! <laughs> Look! <laughs> this is Dbrand that tweeted it. They said instead they stole this x-ray design from iFixit and seemingly tried to sweep it under the rug during yesterday's chaos. On the left, you can see a Casetify x-ray view that they've been selling as a case, and on the right, Here's what I fix it had on their guides that they have on. Wow. For people so they at. went so far as to flip the image horizontally. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can do that in Photoshop too. Doesn't make it original artwork. If you take someone else's image and reverse it. <laughs> well, I what's worse yeah. with their little, with their public statement saying that they were DDoS attacked that day. That's just a PR stunt. Cause they're no, saying, I've... Oh, these, these tech kids also attacked us online. Like so... that. They're trying to claim some bullshit. And if that, you pull the product, you know you're in the wrong. Like, look, if someone if someone DDoSed them, that's wrong. Let's be honest here, because the legal system is there to fix those problems. That's taking things into your own hands, which I know the internet does in various forms and in, in incarnations, but that doesn't make Casetify look better, but it also doesn't help the case that Zach and dbrand are and others are trying to allege here because it's the internet taking justice on its own it yeah. might make people feel better it makes for a cool headline but the ddos doesn't really amount to anything besides giving case to five chance to be like, oh no the internet was mean to us oh that's what i'm because do we have an article saying that they were ddos attacked or do we just have their tweets saying that they received a ddos well, attack we we know that their website was effed up because shortly after the videos and stuff came out, <laughs> there were a lot of the online blog and news sphere that were trying to go and find these things on Casetify's website. Presumably, Casetify was pulling things behind the scenes after that came out and after the tweets from Deeprand happened. <laughs> but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me that if some internet vigilantes took justice yeah. in their own hands and DDoS them, it wouldn't surprise me. It also would yes. surprise me is if they're trying to pull off all of the copyright infringement shit that they're selling oh, while sure. a thousand news organizations are trying to access their website, the damn thing just crashed. Because there's if that. you're just and stealing all your artwork to sell it somewhere else, you're not paying for the best tech support to keep your website up. It might have just been I a would, janky ass website. Yeah. The question <laughs> I would have is I don't know if the Wayback Machine captures Casetify's website. Because if it does, mm. you're probably pretty hosed there. Because even if you pull it down off the active site, it's going to be on there and people have cached versions. Look, let's be honest here. They're not going to get away with it. Now, whether any monetary exchange happens via a lawsuit or settlement to make this go away, that's a completely different story. But they're, they're not, they haven't gotten away with it. Everybody knows right now. They've yeah. been shamed by the more tech inclined side of things. Everyone's like, you sons of bitches. And here, you want to know the kicker? Everything they sold that they stole from Dbrand and iFixit, they sold for more than those people were originally selling it for. Oh, so they were selling it for higher prices too. They were selling wow. cases for higher prices and stuff like that than D brand was. They how, weren't how even smart enough to sell that shit? shit at a discount. Yeah. Like, oh hey, we stole this design. Let's sell it for 75% of what it is on the original website. That way yeah, people I mean, will buy ours instead of theirs. 
the thing is they can try and be like, we had no idea. The story that'll probably come out is look, Hey, we paid such and such group to put these things yep. together for us. It's on them. So it'll get thrown to the wolves like that. But there's too many coincidences between the products that D brand put out first and what was being sold by case to You can't tell me there's any logical reason that Easter eggs, they manually inserted into these yeah. skins. Why those should also exist would in the show up. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Or why, in yeah. some cases, they've literally just like blatantly Photoshop blurred over things that looked like in some of the stuff that Zach was showing in his video, nice. or just copied and pasted something over to try and make one of the Easter eggs disappear that they caught. That that's the kicker with these Easter eggs. They put cool shit in there because hey, it's a little wink and a nod to us. But at the same time, it's another way for them to be like, hey, asshole, you stole from me. How do I know? Look right here. <laughs> oh shit, we got a visitor. You see that shit? Oh shit. Hi, Naki. <laughs> we know you too. It, it's the Naki one. If I had the soundboard turned on, we could make it seem like she was here. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> don't have her Naki soundboard on. <laughs> that, that's a fair point V brings up. You admit that in public? <laughs> Most people don't want to admit that. No, it is sad. All they're going to do, they're going to blame either a freelance artist or someone they subcontracted through. And then I, I will bet you my next mortgage payment they settle out of court for a financial sum and an nda so be like oh no you can't talk about it but here's some money to go away so that's the question i would have is d brand is known for being slightly trollish in their behavior online towards people and i don't mean that necessarily in a negative way but they like to stir the pot and the way Zach's video went is he wanted to have a lot of transparency because it wasn't so much that they stole from him. It's the practice of egregious stealing like that, yeah. that he was more bothered by. I don't know that they would accept a settlement with an NDA at this point in time. I Has honestly he... don't know. It might be they just want the truth at this point in time to be like, hey, no, I don't care necessarily about the money. I want you to fess up. And th they didn't say that. I don't yeah. know if that's the case. This is me just theorizing and bullshit. Good on them if they do. Because <laughs> the odds are a company that big just going to want to throw money at it to make the problem go away because that's how corporations fix problems. You throw money at it till it goes away. So, yeah, like, but they're going to want to say, oh, but we're not going to admit publicly that we did anything wrong if you take this money because that's always what they want to be able to do. So, yeah, if, if they actually push for it to go to court and like have all the actual facts come out, like good for them. Because like that is the type of stuff we need to see, so that corporations aren't out there stealing people's fucking work and then selling it as their own. Like that's ridiculous. I will say this also as we wrap this one up. Zach did say that his channel will continue to provide updates as things are going on. He wants to keep everyone in the loop as to what's going on. So if you're interested in this one, free plug, I guess. Not that we have nearly the reach <laughs> that he does. Go check out Jerry Rig Everything on youtube he's going to be doing updates on that and you get to see some cool stuff on him literally putting a bunker in his backyard right now which is kind of cool and digging a hole for the bunker that he's building in there it's there's some cool stuff on his channel on top of the fact that he's sticking it to a shady company nice i'm sure zach appreciates our 26 downloads we get a week getting a plug out to go and check out his channel that has like a million subscribers yeah he's lucky he's getting the atgn bump isn't that nice of us yeah Look, we made a movie happen. We've got some sway. It's true. Pain and gain, bitches. Never forget. That's our fault. We did that. Yeah. We did that. And but part of the fault's here. Naki did that. Yeah, Naki did it. Well done. <laughs> that being said, that's my news about tech companies being shady as fuck. And 
other things happening afterwards. If there's updates to this, I'll bring it up. It may not be a full-blown story in and of itself on the show, but if I see an interesting update on it, I'll make sure I discuss it on an ongoing future episode because I find this fascinating. I really do. And maybe it's just because I'm a weird tech nerd that this is so fascinating to me. But yeah. I mean, the stealing art aspect of it, like, you know, I, I find that part fascinating because, yeah, like I, I see a lot of that in the comic book world. It's true. And there's weird issues about it over there when you, like, you use the word fan art. <laughs> like there's copyright law is fucking crazy. It is. But that is all I had this week. Uh, Willie did not send me anything he wanted to discuss, so I will assume he had nothing. And I'll toss things over to Mr. Bachman. What do you got for us? What's your news this week? All right, so we got Cassie news, one that we missed from a little while back that we have to hit on just because it's super important. But first, we're going to talk about the one that might be a little tougher to talk about because we usually try to avoid any type of politics on here on the website. But politics has affected the casting of future horror movies for me. So we do have to mention some of this. So uh, from a Hollywood Reporter article on November 22nd by Aaron Couch and Boris Gitt, uh, Jenna Ortega has dropped out of Scream 7. Uh, if you weren't aware, this comes, uh, see, news comes one day after Spyglass fired Melissa Barrera from the project. So uh, Melissa Barrera was the lead of the last two Scream films, uh, playing the daughter of Skeet Ulrich. Uh, you find, she finds out that she's, uh, Jenna Ortega's her half-sister, and that the first killer from the first Scream movie is actually her real father. And so there's all these scenes where she sees Skeet Ulrich, she's a little bit psycho throughout the movies, and she ends up like, you know, as Nev Campbell did in the original ones, she ends up killing like five or six people throughout the next two movies because she's defending herself against the Ghostface killers. Um, but with that being the the case, so one day after Spygast fired star Melissa Barrera from Screen 7, the latest installment of the horror movie series has been revealed that General Ortega will also not be returning. Losing the two main leads who were instrumental in revitalizing the aging franchise now puts its future in question. Christopher Landon remains on board as director for now, but next steps for Spyglass remain unclear. Sources insist that Ortega's departure has nothing to do with Barrera's firing, which occurred after she made dozens of social media posts referring to the Israel-Hamas war. Sources say that Ortega's representatives informed Spyglass prior to the actor's strike that the actress, one of Hollywood's biggest Hollywood names to emerge in the past decade, would not be returning. Multiple sources say the actress either had no deal or in the renegotiating of her option asked what the movie company deemed was too much money. Spyglass had previously declined to bring back original franchise star Nev Campbell after she had asked for a significant raise for Scream 6. Campbell would later say, I couldn't walk on set feeling undervalued, which makes sense. So Barrera and Ortega have played sisters in the franchise. Yeah, in the last two. So they already turned down Nev Campbell because she wanted too much money. They've now fired the lead who then the little sister of the lead who Jenna Ortega is like the biggest star in the world right now. She's got freaking Wednesday season two coming. She was in X. She's got the next, um, damn it. Uh, she's the everywhere. next Beetlejuice movie. Yeah. She's everywhere. She's like one of the biggest stars on the planet right now. Jenna Ortega can launch any franchise. She's been in the last two screen movies. I, I mean, all sources are saying that she was already not coming back. I think, honestly, but what we're seeing is that she was in negotiations still with Spyglass, and when they got rid of Melissa Barrera, it was easy for her to say, well, then I'm not going to do it either. 
because at that point, why would you want to push to keep working towards against a company to get into a movie that maybe you now don't want to do? And so they've lost the two leads after publicly stating that Spyglass wouldn't pay Nev Campbell what she wanted to be in six. So she wasn't in six. So now the last like the te- last teaser article I saw was someone saying, is Spyglass basically going to pony up and try to get uh, Patrick Dempsey and Nev Campbell to come back for Scream 7? If they do, that's going to be half their budget. Because Probably. at this point, like they, they've lost the two leads of the they've lost the two main characters of the last two movies. And and you can try to call it Scream and Scream Six all you want. It's Scream Five and Six. They try to do the whole legacy prequel bullshit. What it had characters from the original, it continued the original story, and it moved forward. Scream Five is just another fucking sequel. They just forgot to put the fucking five on it. It's it's dumb. It's in the M. Just look for it. It's in the M. The five's there. <laughs> so we had Scream Five and Scream Six, which and Scream Six made more money than any Scream movie in history. So Spyglass is not going to want to let go of this franchise, but they're underneath a big ass rock right now as to deciding who's actually going to fucking star in the next movie and whoever they get. I, I, Cause honestly, I would love it if they brought Nev Campbell back. I hope she makes them pay through their fucking teeth because she already didn't do six after being in five of these damn things. They didn't want to pay her to have her come back. Like when you have a final girl that's lasted through all the fucking movies. Give her, pay her her money. Fucking, she's earned it. She's worked hard for this franchise. Sadly, Wes is gone. So, like, of the originals, like, there's very few people. Like, the original writer, he's, like, been in, in there as, like, an executive producer, but he's not even writing these anymore. He's just kind of there to make sure it kind of stays with the Scream flavor. But, of on-screen talent, Nev Campbell's the only one left that they haven't killed off as a character, and you don't want to pay her to get her in the movie? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's the only reason we want to see Scream yeah. 7. Bring back fucking Sidney Prescott. Hell, do the big twist we've been waiting for. Make her a psycho and have her kill people. Like, that's what everybody's been waiting for. Is like, this woman has been traumatically just traumatized nonstop since she turned 17. If she flips and becomes Ghostface, people would love it. Or, if you have the balls... All of these movies you've been talking about inside the Scream universe, there's the Stab films. And they keep referring to Stab 8 as the worst one because it's the one with time travel and a flamethrower. If Spyglass had any balls, they would just do Stab 8. They would not even call the next movie Scream. They'd jump over 7 and just go directly to Stab 8 and release Stab 8 as if it were an actual film. That would be hilarious. And every person that's ever watched a screen movie would go see that shit in the theater just to see what it is. Cause it would be fucking ridiculous. But you know, who knows? The world's crazy. We may not even get a scream seven at this point. Like I said, there's a director currently attached. They lost the, the radio silence guys. don't want to work on it anymore. So who knows what Spyglass is doing over there, but it, it, it's not, it, it's not looking well. Um, and then the other one I have is just a quick one where we got news. What was it last week or the week before? Um, the MCU has found their daddy. And when you everyone's daddy, (laughs) when you need a daddy to protect children and especially get them from point A to point B, but just in general, if you need a sci-fi daddy to protect children, you can only call one person and the MCU Marvel has had a daddy for a long time. The very first teen comic book. The first family comic book was the Fantastic Four. Reed Richards has been dad to the MCU forever. 
And if you're going to get someone to play dad, you get motherfucking Pedro Pascal. And so, so far, the only official casting news we have of Fantastic Four is that Pedro Pascal is playing Reed Richards. And I couldn't be happier because that gives you so many options for what you can do for the other three members. Because at this point, who doesn't want to be on set hanging out with Pedro Pascal? That's going to give you a list of actors that you may not have been able to access depending on who else you would have cast as Reed Richards. So I don't want to sound ageist here, but I'm sort of going to. I'm kind of surprised they went with an actor that was a bit on the older side for Reed. And I don't mean that discriminatory or anything like that towards Pedro. I think Pedro is awesome. I just thought they would be going young with the cast because then they could lock him in for an extended period of time. And the last I'd also heard on this casting, it was also dependent on schedule too, because Pedro's schedule is pretty yeah. booked up between Last of Us and Mando. They've got to be able to fit Fantastic Four stuff in between. I'm sure they'll make it work, and I'm sure he'll make the role work. I I'm excited to see what he can do with it. I like it more than the rumor that Jake Gyllenhaal had been in the running for it. Supposedly he turned it down, if you believe some webs what some, some websites are reporting. It would just be odd to me if they did that if they already had him as Mysterio. Yeah, well, and so know. recently too, because like we've had right. there have been multiple actors who played multiple roles in the MCU. Because I mean, technically, Chris Evans was the Human Torch way before he was Captain America, and he was great as both fucking roles. I don't care what you say, he was the one great casting decision in the Fantastic Four movies when he stopped and went, "It's Dolce." That's fucking Johnny Storm. I don't want to turn my powers yeah. on because I don't want to ruin my Dolce suit. <laughs> but no, we get Pedro Pascal. And yeah, it is. the the. I mean, age-wise, it is going older than I expected because, yeah, I thought they were going to do like a young cast. But also, you look at the Fant 4-stick, doing the cast with a bunch of 20-year-olds did not fucking work. And so you so do, Reed Richards does have to have an authority to him. He does have to be able to be like, hey, I'm the smartest guy in the room, and I'm telling you this is what needs to happen. Where this gets interesting to me is if one of the rumors is true and they're trying to make the Fantastic Four be more of a period thing that's set like in the 60s, 70s time frame. Yeah. It could it, be very interesting there with an established Fantastic Four that, for lack of a better term, gets plucked from time and brought into mainstream. That could be interesting. Yeah. Which that's what I think. I mean, it seems to be what they're leading up to with the what they're doing with the multiverse type of stuff in the MCU. So I'm thinking that, yeah, we're, we're going to see likely like a 1960s version of the Fantastic Four, which we know Pedro Pascal can do period pieces like yes. he's he's done uh, Narcos like he does that shit well. Like seeing him as like a 1960s Reed Richard launching the rocket and then getting hit with the cosmic rays, like doing that as like a like a flashback sequence or an origin story, however they in, ingrain it into the MCU, and then bringing that team through some type of whatever to get them into the current MCU. Like I'm all for it because then also you get the fish out of time story you can do with Reed Richards what they did with Chris Evans as Captain America. I get that reference. You can right. have a Reed Richards from an earlier timeline from the 60s. And then you have the fun part of Reed Richards is the smartest guy in the world. But he's missed the last 60 years of technology growth. And so he's in his lab trying to catch up to what the fuck you can do with bionics now and computers and lasers. And he's making shit Stark tech. because he's busy. Yeah, he's in yeah. there messing with Stark tech. He's in there messing with nanotech. He's in there messing with magic shit they got from other other planets and alien races and shit he's got all this stuff to learn 
And so you got that Reed that doesn't want to leave his lab, which is very comic accurate. And then you've got the other three members of the family like, hey, dude, we need to go save the world. Come get, come on, let, yeah. come on, let's go. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I love the idea of it. And just knowing that Pedro Pascal, you can't get bigger star power right now than that. And so one of the things I wanted to make that I was really hoping for and make sure of one of the things I was hoping for was that we would get a fantastic forecast that will get, you know, not just MCU fans, but just general fans to turn out. And I don't really think you could get, and unless you put fucking Tom Cruise in an FF suit, I don't know if you could get a bigger name right now than Pedro Pascal. And like the odds, like, there, there's that chance if we get him for five movies do we get valerie and i can't think of the franklin. son's name franklin. franklin do we get valerie and franklin richards do we get pedro pascal the dad in the mcu protecting his kids come on who's to come say on. we don't get pedro pascal the dad in the fantastic four movie i mean that's true i guess you could jump it depends right. on yeah. it depends on whether they want to go the origin story route or not for the fantastic four is if they're playing around with we're playing around with the multiverse we know this based off of loki we know this based off of everything that's been going on in this phase of things there's nothing that says the fantastic four as we know them in this movie will be in the mcu multiverse at that time they might be at the end yeah. of it because remember well one of the rumors is they basically get plucked out of their universe and brought to ours and think about it this way here's another cheaper way to do it we have what if season two coming out also true which we're getting a one new one per day you get pedro pascal's voice talent of a cartoon version of reed richards in the 1960s and you show them get plucked out of time and then they just show up in a fucking movie yeah <laughs> it could like, be really cool uh, real quick there's some other rumored casting that had popped up on fantastic four i don't know if you've seen it but a lot of the uh the trades and things like that are reporting that they want to cast Anya Taylor Joy in the movie, either as a villain or potentially as the Silver Surfer, are the two rumors that are floating around. Okay, and I know this they've done be a very female surfer before. That could be cool. I don't know if she wants I'm to sure do that the Doug Jones level of body paint, though. Yikes. I'm sure the fanboys will react completely rationally if we have a female Silver Surfer. Well, of course, because yeah, they've never just like they did with the, the comics. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, she's a hell of an actress, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be I, the biggest question is really going to be is like, are they going to give us a Sue Storm that is age appropriate for Pedro Pascal? That's what it's going to come down. I to. hope so. Because so. <laughs> the question is, who are they going to cast for it? I don't know. Yeah, Anastasia Joy is great, but I I don't see her dating Pedro Pascal. They like, have explicitly said in all of these rumors that it's either Sue as Storm. a villain or as the Silver Surfer. Those are the two things floating around. Not. As I think one of the ones I read explicitly said, not Sue Storm. Nice. Okay. That's good. Because, I mean, yeah, she's a fantastic actress. Also, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think, didn't, oh, uh, in one of the arcs, I want to say Doom had a daughter that was like, yeah, John, super powered. I think so. And recently he has a wife that he just married that Johnny slept with. So then he made Johnny burn forever and he can't turn it off or something like that. Yeah. Which, yeah, they do. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Like, so, I mean, yeah, like, if we got Annotator Joy as Doom's daughter, how cool would that be as a way to introduce Doom later on? Right. V's reading our mind here. Really do hope they do an age-appropriate casting yeah. with the caster. Yeah. I think they I think when they made the decision to go skew slightly older, 
with Pedro as Reed, they've kind of locked themselves into the Fantastic Four can't be a bunch of folks in their 20s. Maybe you could make Johnny be like in his mid to late 20s as Sue's younger brother and have it be more of a jump, more of a gap between them, or maybe he'll end up being a half-brother or something then. Who knows? But I don't think you can make it so that Reed or Pedro, who is, what, 48, something like that, is married to a Sue Storm who's like 23 years old because that's just creepy. Yeah, that would just be weird. And also, like, especially if it's, you know, Reed Richards from the 1960s, he wouldn't be dating a 20-year-old. Right. Because it would be even less age-appropriate in the era he's coming from. Yeah, this is just us all theorizing here. We don't actually (laughs) know anything. Keep that in mind. Because, yeah, I mean, the upside of the thing is you get whoever's playing Ben Grimm, they're going to do probably one or two scenes in the beginning of whatever, and then the rest will be voice talent. So you get someone near Pedro's age just because they're supposed to be best friends and depending on the storyline, sometimes went to school together, whatever. But I mean, yeah, it's so yeah. Uh, yeah. Pedro's born in 75. So he's three years older than me. So yeah, he's 48. So he's yeah. about to turn 50. So yeah, you got to get a Ben Grimm that's near that age level, like 45 plus. But then, yeah, like you said, if you have a Sue storm, that's age appropriate, you can have a half brother that's 20 years younger. So he's a reckless punk ass hothead duh because that's exactly yep. what johnny storm's always been exactly like stan stanley was kind of hitting the nail on the head with that one it's like oh johnny storm's a hothead he fucking burst into flames it's very simple <laughs> <laughs> ben grimm's an immovable like immor like his the strongest morals in the world oh he's a fucking brick wall like it's very simple yeah. but yeah you get an I'm age really appropriate two storm and a half brother that's a you know that's a punk ass like it could be great but I mean, the the good, the good, the best part of it though is with Pedro Pascal, you know they're going to have actors lining up to try out for these roles that maybe wouldn't have auditioned for an MCU role until you tell them that Pedro's starring it. And Pedro is a good enough actor; his Reed Richards won't be a one note portrayal. There'll be no. nuance to it. Yes, because that's the be thing. Awesome. Like, you could very easily just go down a path where it's the stereotypical uh, Reed's just the smart dude who doesn't get things, but that's not what Reed is in the comics. When you read it, like the man truly deeply loves his family. And that's one of his yeah. main character defining traits is everything he does is for his family and for the immense guilt of what he did to them. Yeah. He will create or destroy galaxies to protect his family, which is beyond the capability of most Marvel superheroes where most of them like, function on a street level like Peter Parker, even Iron Man. It's it's earthbound stuff. Reed Richards will go out and take out a timeline if that's what he has to do to protect his family. And he will figure out a way to do that because he is that damn smart. Would you want to know my wacky idea that I think would be really fun that I don't think is the Uh-oh. case? Uh-oh. What do we got? Hey, Pedro, sure as hell. <laughs> okay, I misspoke. V's, V's calling me out in the chat real quick. <laughs> I spoke wrong, but V says, Chris, what do you mean if Pedro's a good enough actor? If yeah, I, no I misspoke. We all know he <laughs> is. And you're correct. I just misspoke. I put my foot in my mouth. I apologize. Everyone publicly flogged me at the Chris Farrell on Twitter. <laughs> call, call me out. Shame me. I was wrong. Fully admit it. Now, let me step back to what my crazy idea is here. Sure, Pedro Pascal's Reed Richards, but he's not Reed Richards the Fantastic Four. He's Reed Richards the Maker. The Maker? Oh, that that would he's be... actually the villain who's all twisted and weird. And then if you still want to go young, you can have your younger Fantastic Four and you have a different Reed Richards and you could go. This isn't going to happen. This is Chris fantasy writing right here. 
that I love the maker, cool, and I think the maker done by Pedro could be freaking awesome because of the maker's self-assuredness that everything he's doing is right, that he's the smartest man in the room, that he knows best. Oh man, that'd be fun. I would love it, and I'll tell you why they're not going to do it because it's too complex. Because the general audience doesn't have a clue what happens when you say Ultimate Marvel. Fair. And so they don't get that the version of Captain America that they know in the movies is much more a reference to the Ultimate Cap than it is to the original, like, 1960s Cap. So it's it's one of those things where, yeah, like, it would be awesome. Or even better, you have him play fucking both. You have him play the maker of and Reed Richards. He's the good guy and the villain. You get double Pedro for the same cost because you put him in a helmet and we all know Pedro <laughs> loves playing characters in helmets because you talk about, you know, not not showing up for work. Let's be honest. He doesn't really have to be in the next season of Mandalorian. He's got two of the best stunt doubles in the world, one for doing fights, one for doing shooting. He just has to do the voice lines. The real question <laughs> now, though, is, is Reed Richards going to be a mustachioed fellow? <laughs> mm, that's true. Pedro does, does love his mustache. <laughs> Pedro does some good facial hair. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think no, they've done Reed with a beard when he's in the lab too long. I yeah. think other than that, he's always been a clean shaven character. They had him with a beard for a while in the comics yeah. too. During Hickman's run, I think. But neither here nor there. Before we transition off of news of the week, just because we were talking casting news, had you seen the casting news for the Zuni Superman movie that they found there in Lex Luthor? I saw the Jimmy Olsen. Oh no, uh, Lex isn't it? Um, Nicholas Holt. Uh, will witness be Lex me, Luther. Yeah, witness yeah. me, shiny and chrome. Like he, the, the he had audition. He had auditioned for Superman, I guess. So they must have really liked him to then be like, okay, we still see as Lex. Good for him, man. He's been Beast. Now he's Lex Luthor. Yeah, uh, yeah, Beast, Lex Luthor, shiny and chrome, Renfield, like that. That kid, like he might be the next Pedro Pascal. Nicholas Holt is unstoppable. And, and is, if I'm trying to remember originally, isn't he the kid from Love Actually or about a boy? He's he's the child actor from one of those like old school movies. So like I he's don't been, know the answer to that. Yeah, he's been doing this shit for. for a while. And yeah, like he's a great actor. And if about you a boy. About a boy. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So like if you haven't seen uh Renfield. Like, I, mean, I think most people went to see it just because you have Nicolas Cage as Dracula. Like, how could you not love that? But Nicholas Holt is amazing as Renfield. He's actually really nuanced in what is a dumb horror movie. Like, he really fucking worked his ass off in that movie. And yeah, you go look at, oh yeah, Warm Bodies, Mad Max Fury Road, About a Boy, all the times he played the Beast. He was the shitty boyfriend in the menu with Anna Taylor-Joy. Like. He's a fantastically talented actor. I am stoked to see him as Lex. I do want to know if he's going to be bald, though. Lex 1 or Lex 2? Are they going to shoot assume. Is he going to Rosenbaum it? (laughs) Uh, V points out in the chat, only saw Renfield because of Holt. Yes. And yeah, he's awesome in that movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen Renfield, I think it just popped up on, I think it's free now with the. But then V blasphemed, and it's a good thing Willie's not here to see V say, I'm not a Nick Cage fan per se. Because you know, Nick, you know that a one <laughs> Willie D. Nelson, he'd have some issues with that. He's sitting on I'm a just Nick Cage with pillow you, right now. I'm just messing <laughs> with you. Right now, Willie just jerked up from his nap and it was like, somebody blasphemed. There's been what a disturbance in the cage. <laughs> 
But yeah, like well, he oh, said it because he isn't here. <laughs> yeah, the kid from um the kid that was in the opening sequence for uh the quarry is the one they got is uh Jimmy Olsen, who yeah. like he just put out a new Netflix movie that's like a flashback eighties Christmas film that looks really cute. That kid like it's perfect casting. If you're not trying to go for like the tough guy Jimmy Olsen they did in Supergirl, if you're doing like the original, I mean, not disparagingly, but like he's literally like a freckle faced nerd. Like he looks like the drawings of Jimmy Olsen in the 1960s action comics. Like that's what this kid looks like. It it looks like they brought like Jimmy Olsen from the page to life. Like that's this kid's aesthetic. But yeah, him like yelling, "Oh, okay, Mister White!" Like it's gonna be awesome. And yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Holt as Lex. Oh, fuck, I will pay to see that alone. I don't know anything. I know they got that one actor that's been in like two things to be Superman which is kind of good because I like the fact that James Gunn is going with kind of an unknown. Like the guy has acting credits, but like not a huge library. I, I can't even remember his name. Like that's a good thing. Like, cause you, you don't want a Superman that everybody recognizes as something else. It's, it's you know, one of the reasons that we got freaking um, the man of steel was because he had done a couple of movies, but like he wasn't worldwide renowned and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. Yep. That was the Dean Cain one. Is that the Dean Cain one, or is that the one that was just on CW? So I remember the no. Lois and Clark. I remember that the slightly, slightly nerdy Jimmy Olsen, but not full nerd, but not like Jacked Guardian nerd or Jack Guardian Jimmy Olsen in Supergirl. For reference, uh, for those in audio, V had said, I like mid Jimmy, like sort of how he was on Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. Just to okay. give you guys the context, we're audio only. <laughs> I sometimes we forget we do audio and video please feel free to publicly flog us for that yeah v says the dean kane one dean kane one. okay i'm trying to remember who that who that kid was i don't remember either although i, I remember yeah. i like the guy who played lex in that though oh justin whalen yeah he was in all he was in 66 of the 87 episodes yeah john shea was a lex on that show he yeah. had the hair though but yeah justin whalen he was justin whalen was one of those kids that was like next to um uh, what's his name from uh, Star Trek and Stand By Me? Uh, Will, the, 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 Will Wheaton. Yeah, like he stood next to Will Wheaton. Like those two kids were in every audition together. Like Justin Whalen looks like, like he was he was a contemporary of a uh, Will Wheaton. Because yeah, he was in. Oh yeah, he was even Andy in the third Child's Play movie. I do, I knew I knew him from something else. <laughs> and he was All in right, the I Bad think... Dungeons and Dragons. I think we got a bunch of the casting stuff out there. I'm sure there's stuff we're missing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it next week. If that comes up, there's that being stuff. said, there's always stuff, especially <laughs> now that the strike is over, there's going to be a lot more stuff. That being said, we are going to start wrapping things up and how we do that is with our final segment, a bit called what I'm into. It's our chance to share with you fine folks watching live or listening at a later date, the geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into because Hey, we like it. Sometimes you guys trust our judgment. You may want to check it out yourself. We're going to try and we're going to try and give you guys some ideas of things to do. So we sort of touched on this a little bit at the top of the show when we got into, hey, what have we been getting into with the Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff and some video games, things like that. So I've been playing Diablo 4 and I really love the Diablo games. I hadn't played them in a while and I had to get used to the fact that I can't just pick up and start Diablo anymore. I have to log into Blizzard servers. I have to connect and be able to do stuff. And like I was like, what the shit is this? What am I connecting to? And it worked 
the first time it didn't work so great and I had to restart the app. I don't know why. And the second time and every time since it's worked pretty well. But yeah, you got to log into the servers. So there's some delay time there. Luckily, we're not at a point where their servers are getting crushed. I think the longest I've waited to start a game was like 35, 40 seconds. But it's it's kind mm. of an adjustment for me. And I was like, wait, this is really strange. Because when <laughs> I was playing Diablo 3 on my Switch and my Xbox, I don't recall having to do that. The only thing I've noticed that I really don't care for with the game is I like the quick resume feature in the Xbox. But quick resume just takes me back into the main screen. I still have to load and connect to the servers. And it seems like the first time I try after coming out of quick resume to connect to the servers, it fails every time for some reason. So it's not really saving me any time. And (laughs) it's a first world problem. It's slightly annoying. It is what it is, but I've enjoyed playing it. I'm playing as a necromancer because what's more fun than making bodies explode as corpse bombs and having a bunch of skeletal minions that do my bidding i have sorcerers that throw ice spells and i have skeleton warriors with giant swords and shields that dispatch my enemies while i sit back and laugh as i curse things and blow up corpses it's quite delightful nice diablo 4 i'm having a lot of fun with it it's so much bigger in scope than i remember from previous diablo games and maybe it's just because it's been a while since i've picked one up but i'm having a lot of fun with it uh, coming up, just I teased it, I believe on Saturday, I'll be going up to the uh, Waynesburg Toy and Comic Expo, which is like 20 minutes up the road. Because nice. one badass Billy Gunn, aka Daddy Ass, is going to be one of the guests there. And I want to look at toys also, but I also wouldn't mind getting my uh, Billy Gunn micro brawler of Daddy Ass autographed. You going to so, go get scissored? See what happens. Maybe. I mean, if I get a selfie with him, maybe I'll ask him to scissor. I kind of want to wear my Danhausen shirt just because he laughs all the time in Danhausen's vlogs about the, the stupid shit that Danhausen says. And I love it. Nice. Well, it's better. We'll see, yeah, you don't want to wear a Billy Gunn shirt. You don't want to wear the band that you're going to the concert for. Wear a Danhausen right. shirt. He'll appreciate or, it. Or just wear a regular hoodie and call it. A or day. I'm not. Or if you can pull out an old DX shirt. I don't have any DX shirts. Oh, no DX shirt. Okay. No, nah, I wasn't a huge DX guy. But they told you to suck it. They told everyone to suck it. I know. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, DX ruled. What, what other stuff I've been getting into? My wife had never seen the Austin Powers movies, and like the trio was on sale for 10 bucks. Wow. So we've watched the first two Austin Powers movies. And now she catches some of the references I've made that I don't realize I make from those movies. And I've started making references that I had stopped making years ago again <laughs> because of those movies. And I'm like, shit, I'm turning into that old man that's referencing movies from when I was a kid because. That first Austin Powers movie I forgot was from 1997. It's fun. I've been that old man for like 15 years now. Yeah. 1997. I'm an old man. I remember being in like seventh grade science class and it was the end of the school year and we were trying to find stuff to do. And someone's like, I got Austin Powers in my backpack and watching Austin Powers in seventh grade science class because my teacher was like, it's the end of this year. I don't care. Do whatever you want. <laughs> nice. I mean, uh, good old Mr. Parton. Scream was 96, man. Yeah. <laughs> 97 for that, 99 for the sequel, and I want to say it was 01 or 02 for Goldmember, which we haven't watched yet. That sounds right. Because it's the weakest of them, but it's still fun. Yeah, but it has gold. Yeah, but Goldmember's by far the weakest of the Mike Myers characters in the Austin Powers movies. That's true. Yeah. It's all about Fat Bastard. That's still my favorite. Fat Bastard's great. He's awesome. It, and here's <laughs> the thing. Rewatching the Austin Powers movies in the year 2023, Yes, there's some stuff that hasn't aged well, some of the dumb jokes and things like that. But you go back and look at it now, and like Austin Powers is all about consent, man. Stuff like that. Stuff like that people might want to rip on 
for things like that. No, man, he makes a point in the first movie. And I had kind of forgotten, like he's drinking with Vanessa and having fun and she tries to sleep with him. He's like, no, I'm all about consent. I'm not doing that. You're drunk. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're playing on the fact that the Bond movies do the exact opposite. But that's one of those things you forget that it's kind of progressive in that aspect (laughs) of presenting a character in a comedy slash spy combination movie that isn't like he's a horny bastard, but he's not skeevy, for lack of a better term. Consent is sexy. Yeah. So I've really been enjoying going back and watching those. I'm looking forward to watching the third one. Caught up on Lego Masters since there wasn't one this week. We got all those knocked out. We're probably going to watch the new Doctor Who special this evening because they've started the new Doctor Who stuff. And for everyone in America, watch that on Disney Plus. That's where the Doctor Who special is. Um, What was the other thing that I'm forgetting all of a sudden? I bought a stack of movies. I just need to start watching some because there was a bunch on sale for Black Friday. So like, I'll finally watch Fast X because I picked up the 4K Blu-ray for like $7.99 and a few other things that I just wanted to see and haven't. And I think I'm going to start building my Optimus Prime Lego set either now or when I go on my holiday break in December because I have so much PTO I need to burn. So I will post updates of the Optimus Prime build on the Instagram probably because that's the easiest one to put it on. And I'm I'm cheap plugging because I need followers on Instagram because I don't have very many. All my followers are on Twitter, which is dying. So go <laughs> see my Optimus Prime updates on Instagram at the Chris Farrell. Ah, shitter. <laughs> Uh, I have to get a shameless self. Wow, a shameless self promotion in. I slurred that. Oh, and there I forgot go. one other thing I bought for a Black Friday sale was a uh, water fountain for the cats in our house. Mm. Because I, for 20 bucks, I thought it was worth a try. It's got a filter and stuff in it, and it just kind of keeps water circulating, keeps from getting stale, and also filters out anything that gets in it. Because our one cat likes to play with her toys and then drown them. <laughs> nice. She was Our cat has one of those too, yeah, like a like a like a waterfall yeah. drinking fountain thing. This one looks like a little bit like a geyser, so it just kind of bubbles a little water out the top, and then it mm. flows down, for lack of a better term, we'll call it a volcano into a basin, and it just keeps flowing like that. I I need to, and this is where Chris playing with smart home stuff comes into play. Is like most of the time I don't mind it because if the TV's on, I can't hear it in the background because it's in my kitchen where this is. Yeah. But when the TV's off and like I want to read a book or something like that, it gets distracting <laughs> sometimes. So what I'm probably going to do, and in fact, I bought it already. It just hasn't arrived yet. Is I've got smart plugs on a few things in my house. Like, for instance, my Nest Cam in my garage, I have a smart plug on because when it needs reset, it's a pain in the ass to climb up to the plug on the ceiling and plug it back, unplug and replug it. So I put a smart plug on there that I can just control with my voice. And I've got it on a couple lights. I'm getting a smart plug. So I can put it on that outlet that this is connected to. So I can literally just be like, hey, a word, turn off the cat fountain and it'll turn it off. Or I can turn off the cat fountain for two hours and it'll just turn it off for two hours and then turn it back on so that I don't have that problem. Total first world problem, guys. Chris not liking to hear the cat fountain going off. finding (laughs) A dumb tech way to do it instead of just going in and unplugging it. It's totally Mm -hmm. dumb, but it's going to solve the need. And I think I got two smart plugs by Casa for like, $17.99. $17.99. And I can always find a use for an extra smart plug. Nice. And you can make the, the dumb robot turn anything on and off that's on one of those smart plugs? Yes. And it'll do energy monitoring and stuff like that, some of the newer ones. So I'm kind of curious there to do the energy mm-hmm. monitoring for like a week to see how much it's actually costing me to run that cat fountain. It'll be interesting. 
Uh, you look nice. like you have a thought for how to use it. A lot like Steven, for instance, uses a bunch of them for his uh, Christmas decorations. Yeah, so no, he can I... run a, So he has a schedule basically that says when this time hits, it turns on a bunch of lights and plugs and boop. Here's everything. Yeah, I've, I've got. Yeah, a couple Thank things. You, yeah, a smart Thank plug you, v. may you not make me be feel bad. better about myself. <laughs> v mentions first world problems are still problems. It's true. Damn right. <laughs> I mean, and if you're problems, if you're not committed to multiple ecosystems, Amazon does make one that's just for a word. Amazon Voice Services. I don't want to trigger anyone's devices. I think it's like fourteen ninety nine for one. There's a bunch that's of them out bad. there. The one that I like that I've bought before was one that was by Samsung. But Samsung doesn't make it anymore. So they got crap. I've got a couple of these, but I can't buy more of them because like secondary prices were like triple the price of some of these other things. It's like, you've oh, got to be shitting me. I'm not paying 60 bucks for a plug I paid $17 <laughs> for. You can oh, go God. to hell. <laughs> As we already have our Christmas tree up. It would be good to have the Christmas tree running through something like that. Yeah. So in theory, you could just put all of your put that plug on that smart plug. I think it only do 15 amp draw max. So but if you're using LEDs on there, there's no way you're hitting 15 amps. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a fake LED pre-lit oh, yeah, tree. So yeah. Ain't so what you what you can do then, depending on whether you're using Google Assistant or Amazon Voice Services, you can just run a schedule and basically have it set up to do like dusk to dawn if you want stuff like that. I've got a bunch of smart switches and smart plugs in the house. Like, for here's another first world problem for you guys. Um, I have lights on the exterior of my garage that I want to turn on all the time from night to day. See you later, V. Thanks for joining us. Later, V. I have them there. It's a pain in the ass for me because my garage and basement is on the bottom level of my house. I have to go out in the garage to turn those lights on, which makes sense. That's reasonable. But I don't want to do it because I'm a fat, lazy old man. <laughs> <laughs> so what Fair did enough. I do? I bought myself a Wi-Fi switch, and I literally replaced the switch in the wall with one that connects to my Wi-Fi network so that I can schedule sunrise to sunset. Nice. It turns off and on. And because it's scheduled through a Wi-Fi app, it basically knows that sunrise and sunset times are going to change based off the day of year. So it never turns off and on at the exact same time because sunrise and sunset times are constantly in fluctuation. So right now it's just set up that basically 15 minutes before sunset, boop, the exterior lights to my garage turn off or turn on. And then 30 minutes after sunrise, boop, the lights turn off. But if nice. I want them off for some reason, I just say, hey, A-word, turn off the garage lights, and boop, they turn off. <laughs> nice. Home automation is fun, guys. My I stuff know, is keep... child's play compared to Steven's. Oh, Steven's insane with his, like, 300 different devices. I keep I keep thinking about starting it, then, like, I, I remember the stories I've heard him saying. It's like, I don't know if I want to dive into that shit. I don't know if I want to start that adventure that might, like wrap my brain around trying to automate everything in my damn house. So I will say this, like my garage lights, the only issue I've had is I first automated that lights, that set of lights five years ago. And probably about nine months ago, the switch I put in there failed and it failed so much that it just kept turning itself off and on, off on, off on, off on. Ooh. And I would just hear the click of the relay going. So I had to flip the breaker and just pull it out of the wall and install a new one. And the new, Excuse me. The new one's been rock solid since now switches can fail. That's the nature yeah. of electronics. I got four and a half years out of it. I wasn't too worried about it. I replaced That's it with another bad. one for like 12 bucks and called it a day. That's the exception to the norm. Like light switches and stuff are pretty commonplace. And most of them nowadays you can buy that just connect to Wi-Fi and you don't even have to have a hub or anything like that. You connect it to your Wi-Fi and then you can then connect it to Google or to 
Amazon voice services or whatever your chosen smart home assistant may be, or you don't do it all. You just use the app that comes bundled with it. And I think my light switches by GE. I could just use the GE app to schedule everything. Nice. I like it. It makes life easier for me. And then I just don't have to think about it. And especially like if I know we're not going to be home, it makes it real easy in my house that I can be like, okay, I know we're going to be out tonight. Turn on the living room lights at say 7 p.m. Uh, turn on the office lights at 8 p.m. Then turn off the office lights at 8.30 so I can make it look like people are moving around the house just with scheduling in the app. Or the nice thing I learned is I can literally just say, hey, A word, turn on the office lights for 30 minutes. And then it starts a timer. Once those right. 30 minutes are up, it turns off the office lights again. So you're straight home alone in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a fake party in the but, house. Right. I mean, my use case for it is, for instance, when I'm coming to do laundry in the middle, late at night or something like that, I say, hey, A-word, turn on the office lights for 15 minutes. So I go down, go down to the office, sort the laundry, toss it in the washing machine, then go back upstairs. And the lights turn themselves off behind me. I like home automation stuff because I like tech stuff and it's fun. And I keep thinking about it. I don't. It's not like I don't already have a thousand things occupying I mean, my time. Steven's right though. <laughs> once, once you go down that path, it's like the dark side. Forever will it yeah, dominate your destiny. That's why. <laughs> that's why I keep avoiding it. This way. so far, all I've done is I bought three uh, Cree lights that are like uh-huh. uh, Bluetooth. You, you can just change LED lights, and at this point, none of the three of them will connect with my phone anymore. So they're just Sweet. white lights. <laughs> so I don't like the blue. I haven't dabbled in the Bluetooth ones. I've always wanted either Wi-Fi ones or ones that connect to the smart home hub that I have, because that seems to be more dependable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what so I have, I, yeah, I, I have that. three lights now that won't connect. And so I can't make changes to them. Yeah. That's frustrating, <laughs> but at least they'll still work as lights afterwards. Yeah. They are still just lights. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing to keep in mind for you people who want to home automate, and then I'll get off of what I'm, what I'm in off of the, what I'm into segment. Wow. I stuttered through all of that. Is when you start putting in smart light bulbs and smart switches and stuff like that, one thing to consider is by design, because it's a safety feature, if your power bumps, everything turns on when the power comes back on. So like, say you have lights in your bedroom Mm. that you wanted to smartify because you say you had a light in the corner of your room and you wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to bed. Hey, a word, turn off the bedroom lights. If there's a power bump, as soon as that power comes back on due to the safety reasons that comes on at hundred percent brightness. Oh, so yeah. One thing to consider: it's not a problem because I didn't put any in my bedroom, but like I had to create a shortcut because the way my home security system is set up, if the power goes out, I get a text notification. I'm on backup power, and when it comes back on, I get texted the backup power is no longer needed. We're back on power. I built a shortcut that I can basically turn off all the lights in my house again because if that happens at say 11 a.m., nobody's home and every damn lights on in the house. Granted. They're LED lights, so it's not expensive, but it's annoying. I can just push a button yeah. in my phone that turns off every light in my house again. Nice. <laughs> well, that's what I've been getting into in addition to some other weird shit. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to my diatribe and rant. Mr. Bachman, what are you even getting into, sir? Uh, let's see here. Uh, as I showed you in the pre-show, we'll put up on video now. I got me a Tom Savini mask. So if I ever need to go out in public, I actually found this half Jason mass that his shop was doing during uh, the height of the COVID uh, pandemic uh, for about half the price they were charging. So I got off eBay from the guy who was selling it and it's pretty cool looking. Wash the interior mask part that comes out with a piece of Velcro. And so now if I ever need to like get on a plane or ride a bus again, if I'm going out in public. I'm wearing this motherfucker. And it's like a solid, solid hockey mask that they actually cut the top piece off of. 
So Tom Sabini's shop made these and they're just, it's gorgeous. But yeah, I got that. That showed up the other day and I was just stoked that I got it for so cheap. Uh, sadly, V left because she would have liked this. Um, as if I don't have enough hobbies. I was going through some of the stuff in the garage while I was cleaning, putting stuff away. And there was something that I had bought that I thought I might play with during um, like the height of the pandemic. And I never touched, but I finally pulled it out and started using it. So um, now what I've been doing is warming up with a drum solo every day before I start painting miniatures. So I have drumsticks and I have a little drum pad and I sit here on my desk and do a five minute like warm up drum routine every day. <laughs> to like get my hands moving and stuff before I actually start uh, doing my painting. So what you're saying I'm, is you're getting ready for rock band to come back. <laughs> see, I never, I never played it because I can't do the guitar thing. <laughs> like I, you can play the drums yeah, in rock band. I might have to play the drums if rock band ever comes back, but yeah. So <laughs> like, I don't have enough hobbies. I've started like, like trying to basically solo teach myself drums. And, and I, I had looked up a video and I actually asked V because V is a drummer and she's really good. And I'd ask me, I'm like, hey, do you recommend any like uh, these like online YouTube tutorials? And there's a there's a whole thing called Drumio, which is like an online just from very basics up to learn how to play this rock and roll song. And then we take the drum track out and you play it without the drum track. So like there's an entire online university for doing drums and just a thousand like everything else on YouTube. There's a thousand people teaching drumming. So right. yeah, just just messed around with that, and then uh yeah, I was watching stuff. They said a little little bit of Black Friday shopping, not much. Um, I got Prime back just so that I could basically watch the first four episodes of Invincible. Uh, the first half of season two has dropped. Um, it's just it's so so good, and you finally you get some of the more violent fights in these first four episodes. Um, for the first time ever, you see uh actual Viltrumites. So not Omni-Man, who's kind of turned into a good guy, but you see straight up just badass Viltrumites and uh, the the voice talent for season two, like as the cast of the voice talent for season one was already amazing. They did nothing but go up for season two. So as you talked about earlier, making your uh, Lego Optimus Prime, they cast Thetis, who is the leader of the Coalition of Planets. And now I just kind of want to hear him say, Alan the Alien, roll out. Because it's fucking Optimus <laughs> Prime. They got Peter Cullen as the like the the coolest guy in the galaxy. And then on the other side, for one of the evilest fucking Viltrumites, uh, General Krieg shows up at the end of episode four. And so I won't tell you what he does or what's in there, but if you haven't seen it, though, I mean, the comic came out 15 years ago. There's no spoilers. right? But he's voiced by fucking Clancy Brown. And so you got Optimus Prime and Clancy Brown in the same cartoon. Are you fucking kidding me? It already had the best voice cast ever. And they just keep making it better. Like, it's so good. And then, uh, yeah, watched a couple of movies on Shudder and Amazon Prime. Now that I got Prime back for a month, I uh, I asked the wife if she'll watch Violent Night with me. Because that David Harbour Santa movie was just hilarious. And, like, if you go into it with a low bar, it's just super funny. And his version Fair. of Santa is great. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not an Oscar contender. It's, but it's a fucking violent Santa movie. What do you expect? But yeah, if you go into it with a low bar, which I did the first time I watched it, I loved it. And now that I have Prime for the month, uh, we've already started doing the holiday stuff. Like I said, we already had the, she got the tree up before Thanksgiving. Uh, We've already started watching some uh, Christmas movies. We watched that best Christmas ever on Netflix, which I was, I was a little sad. It was a little like all the funny jokes are in the trailer. 
it's the one with Brandy and um, Jason Biggs from American Pie, oh, okay. Heather Graham. Yeah. Like it's it's really cute looking, and it's not it's not a bad movie. It just wasn't spectacular. I thought it was going to be funnier, a little more entertaining. It was just a little bit of a letdown. It's one of those things where like all the good parts are in the trailer, uh, but also the same thing. I finally watched uh, we watched that Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings, where it's go sleep with a kid, get a car, which is based on an actual Craigslist ad. That one was funny as well, but also like they made it an R-rated comedy when it didn't really need to be. Like it could have been a super hilarious PG 13 or they could have leaned into the raunchy humor and made it earn the R it basically gets an R rating because there's a nude scene where she beats up some kids while she's naked. If you just take that scene out or make it funnier, like you could have gone either way. It seems like they were kind of, they didn't know if they wanted to go more raunchy and get a hard R or if they wanted to be slightly less raunchy and it could have been a hilarious PG 13 comedy it's kind of stuck in that middle ground. And so you, I will say, you lose it. It's. I will say this though. I really do miss those hard R comedies. Yeah. It's, and it, it could have gone harder. Cause like, honestly, I, cause it talks about like R rated for like substance, like a mention of drug use. Uh, but honestly, like there's barely any cussing in the movie. None of the jokes are really raunchy. Like I think it only got the R rating because she does a nude fight scene. And so, like, if you just change that to where you don't show anything, you could have had a really funny PG-13 comedy instead of you getting an R rating where none of your jokes or humor or language is vulgar enough for it to be like a hard R comedy. Yeah, this isn't Porky's. Like, this, it was like, it got stuck in the middle ground. And so, like, it just, it could have been funnier going either direction. And it seems like they got stuck in the middle, not knowing which way they wanted to go. And so, like, it was funny. It was good, but like, eh, just wasn't wasn't as spectacular as I was hoping it would be. And then, um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, we watched a uh, Monarch. So we watched the three episodes so far of the Apple Plus TV show, where it's awesome for the first time ever because um, uh, Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt apparently have been approached multiple times to play father son roles in shows because when you get him at the right angle Wyatt Russell looks exactly like his dad and it's weird just with blonde hair um but in Monarch they play the same character and so when you do the flashbacks of the 1960s it's Wyatt Russell and when you flash forward to the future and it's today it's Kurt Russell and they're playing the same guy it's really cool and so far the three episodes in it hasn't had a ton of monster stuff in it but it's a little bit of world building to where monarch came from and how they became an organization and so that part's really good and what action sequences they've had have been really interesting so it's it's a really fun show so far i'm really enjoying it and then yeah just random stuff on like we've been watching like random stuff on netflix i've been watching one of the netflix uh the age of the samurai documentary watched all of the the cartoon series blue eye samurai which was fantastic bark bernard just blew that up on um uh, Fat Man Beyond talking about being like one of the best cartoons he's seen in forever. And it is. It's eight solid episodes of it could be like a four hour like samurai epic film and people would have loved it. But because of the way some of the action sequences are done, it was probably easier to animate than to try to CGI it. And so I could see why they did it as an animation. Um, just yeah, a really solid show. The storytelling in Blue Eyed Samurai is amazing. And yeah, that documentary we watched too is really good. Other than that, um, I've got my friend coming over on Wednesday 
the plan is to play kill team for the first time. So this will be my first time actually playing Warhammer. So got all these guys behind me. I've been painting and I've been working on. Um, I had started the Chaos Space Marine box. That's this one here. Has 19 figures in it um, for Combat Patrol. You play that set has 19 figures if you play Combat Patrol. Um, Kill Team is another version of Warhammer. So there's all sorts of different versions for army size that you can play. Kill Team is more 8 to 10 figures, depending on which team you're using. And the Kill Team for Chaos Space Marines happens to be 10 Legionnaires. As part of the Chaos Space Patrol, or uh, combat patrol for the chaos space marines you get 10 legionnaires as part of the 19 figures so while building my combat patrol i found out i have a kill team and so we were going to play that first so uh last night i got the first five guys basically done they're what i'm going to call table ready you can kind of see them on camera um, i'll put up some new stuff today on uh my instagram uh at bachman anthony where um, I got five Legionnaires, all base-coated, all the highlights done, and then last night I gave them a, a bath in a known wash, or known oil wash, which is one of the funnest things about Warhammer. I think I've talked about it on here before. It's basically a thinned-out black ink in, um, in like, a contrast fluid. So you lay it over everything, and then it seeps into all the little cracks and all the little details, and it outlines them in basically a thin black ink. And so on these little tiny figures, you get these little tiny details that are really hard to paint. You slap known oil on them. And all of a sudden you get a little black outline underneath everything. And it just looks fucking cool. And so, yeah, these guys, all their armors covered in red, which is the word bearer red. Cause those are the chaos space Marines I'm doing as word bearers. And then I did all their Chrome with aluminum. And then I just for the hell of it and having a different aesthetic, all of my guys, their left arms are black. So they don't have red armor on their left arms. I just did that all black with the with the chrome. And then, yeah, I added a known oil to them all last night. So I have five guys ready to go. And I have three days to finish the other five. <laughs> so I've got some work to do because the other five are not this far along. But I That's think ambitious. I might have time to do it. But yeah, and like I, I told Chris in the pre-show, part of the problem is that I was planning on basically painting all day Tuesday. And then I could finish stuff up Wednesday morning before my buddy gets here in the afternoon. But on Tuesday, Dead by Daylight's having their next uh, update and their next DLC, which is Chucky. And so Chucky's coming out on Tuesday. I have almost 2 million blood points saved up to buy him because he was fun as hell in the PTB. He looks like he's going to be a blast. Uh, sadly, Behavior already did an update where they said they ruined one of his perks because end game it was going to be awesome. Uh, for those that don't know, at the end of any match, there's seven generators on the map. The survivors have to get five of them started to power the exit gates and be able to leave. When they power the fifth generator, all seven generators across the map turn on and are running full speed because it's just you have to get five of the seven. But then once it's done, all seven of them turn on and they're across the map. They're running lights above them. And you know that you can go to the exit doors, pull down the handle and try to get out. Chucky had a perk called batteries included, where if you were around a finished generator, you got a 3% speed boost. And so killers okay. are already faster than survivors. He was then faster even more if you were around generators. So end game, when survivors are trying to get to those doors and open them, when all seven generators turned on, almost the entire map, you had that speed boost. It was awesome. They made it to where that perk no longer works in the end game. So when all seven generators turn on, that perk turns off. It's like, well, then that perk is worthless. Because during the match, you don't hang out at finished generators. 
because there's no survivors at the finished ones. They're overworking on the ones that they're trying to finish. So yeah, they took a perk that was great and just threw it away. Gone. Hasn't even put in the game yet, and it's 100% worthless, and no one's going to run it. Which, this is what <laughs> behavior does. But still, the character looks great. It looks awesome. Supposedly, the day it comes out, the DLC is supposed to come out at the same time, uh, which they have a skin where you get to play as Tiff, which is voiced by Jennifer Tilly. So on launch day on Tuesday, you should either be able to play as Brad Dorif Chucky or Jennifer Tilly uh, Tiff, which is fucking awesome. And we're kind of hoping down the line that they might get the kid, which is a, it's a they, them, Glenn, Glenda, uh, Chucky's son, daughter in the movies okay. is a they, them. And so like they could do Glenn or Glenda skins because Glenn was Glenn and Glenda in the movies. And then also, you know, hopefully there's, Chucky's been like destroyed in 19 different ways. So I'm hoping we get like the torn apart stitch back together. Chucky skin at some point. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that on Tuesday, but I'm going to have to be like, do a little painting while that's drying, play a match, do a little painting while that's drying, play a match to my Tuesday, which is my Saturday is going to be a busy day. Cause yeah, I got to get five Sounds more of these like fuckers it. done by, by Wednesday, which I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just a personal thing. You can play with gray. Like they're, they all have red and black paint on them right now. I could just put them on the tabletop. No one's going to complain. We're playing here in my house on the dining room table. It's not like I'm taking them to a store. I'm personally will probably never go out in public to play unless I have an army that I consider finished and fully painted, which, and these guys aren't fully painted. I haven't gone back and done highlights on them, which I would do, which I will do before I consider them fully done. But at this point, they're tabletop ready for playing at home with a friend. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's a personal thing where like, yeah, people are like, oh, don't play with gray. Like you actually get points if you go to tournaments and stuff. You can play with a gray army. You do not have to paint them but you get points towards objectives and stuff if your army's painted. That's literally one of the things they give you points for in Warhammer. It's like, oh, did you take the time to paint your army? That's a point. It's like, yeah, I'm going to paint all my fucking characters because that's why I got them in the first place. But yeah, I'm also looking... I, I found out um, my nephew who really got me into this, Dylan, I found out what he's getting for Christmas. I'm a little jealous of the Warhammer he's about to get. And I had my fingers crossed because I told Santa... What, what I want for Warhammer for Christmas. So I'm hoping some Death Guard shows up, which they're the Chaos Space Marines based in the plague and the Chaos Space God Nurgle, which it's all about death and decay and pestilence. And so they're really gross. And I want to do like a horror version. Like they're as much horror as you can go in Warhammer. Like they are the closest, like a horror movie. They have like maggots falling off of them, their skins falling off, but they're still wearing Chaos Space Marine power armor. So it's this weird mix of high tech and like rot. And I want to do like an agent orange death guard army to where there'll be the funky green and the rotten stuff. But then I'm going to do like neon fluorescent orange parts of them and call them oh, the agent cool. orange army. Yeah. Which I mean, agent orange fucked me up. I should get some, I should get something out of it. So there you go. I, I, I thought it'd be fun to do a plague Marine agent orange army. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to getting into. So Christmas <laughs> is coming, man. Time to watch some holiday movies. I got Die Hard queued up. It's it's Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, A Christmas Story, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Those are my four. Though I may add Violent Night and make it a an annual five every year. Because that Ooh. David Harbour Violent Night is fucking good. You're not driving, are you? I steer a little the reindeer do most of the actual work. <laughs> Drunken Santa at the start of that movie is hilarious if you haven't seen it. Just watch the opening scene. That'll tell you whether or not you want to watch the rest of the movie because the opening scene is gross. Really gross. 
I like it. On that note, we're going to wrap things up here in a sec. But real quick, we didn't talk about it on here. I'll just mention in passing. I saw the Marvels I, last weekend. I really enjoyed mm, it. I yeah. thought it was fun. Is it the best Marvel movie? No. Is it the worst Marvel movie? No. Did I have fun? Absolutely. I think that uh, it's a delightful, enjoyable movie. I think it's getting unfairly crapped on. We'll discuss it on here at some point, but I think I'm the only one on the show so far that's seen it. So if you want to get into the Marvels and people's opinions on it, stay tuned because Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., I believe, already recorded their live episode discussing it, but it has not yet posted. So stand by probably in the next week. Within this week, they'll probably have that posted and you can catch their take on the Marvels. Mm And we'll get into it more when we've all had a chance to see it. It's fun. that does remind me because I, I do want to see it. I haven't yet, unfortunately, but like we let uh, Disney plus lapse and I don't have max. And I thought it was funny that one of the black Friday sales I was seeing was you could get max for two ninety nine a month for six months with ads. And that will let you, yeah, with ads. So it's the crappy version of max that would let me watch all of the movies that have come out on max since I got rid of it, which means for $3, I could watch the flash. Guess what? I'm not paying you $3. It's not worth it. And Zaslav fucking sold everything to Netflix anyways. On December 1st, 80% of the Warner Brothers superhero movies are all coming to Netflix. Guess what, Max? Guess what, Max shareholders? I'm never giving you any money. I'm paying for Netflix, and I'll just wait for you to rent everything out because you're money-grubbing bastards. Why would I ever pay for Max if everything good on that streaming service goes to Netflix six months later? Like, it's so dumb. So uh, I might pay for Max if they get AEW on there because then I, outside yeah. of football season, don't need to have YouTube TV anymore. And there it would you save go. No, a good deal of money. That's a valid reason. If they if they actually put AEW on there, I could watch AEW without having a cable subscription here in Idaho, which I refuse to have, and I don't want to pay for YouTube TV. So I just watch like all of the YouTube stuff that AEW puts up for free, which is a lot of it. <laughs> they do put a lot up. Yeah, their zero hours are awesome. It, you get yeah. free, you get a free chunk of the pay per view, and the last two of them have had great matches. Yeah, fucking Max and Samoa Joe, come on! Like that was awesome. <laughs> I love me Samoa Joe. Joe's gonna Joe, kill Joe, you. Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> For those who don't know him from professional wrestling, he is the body of Sweet Tooth in the uh, Twisted Metal series on Paramount Plus. Yeah, he is he is a walking talking killing machine. Like there's very really few is. people that could pull off that look. And yeah, and he and, and now he's gonna get a shot at his old bodyguard's title. Yeah. On that note, though, we are going to shut things down. Before we do that, a thank you to everyone that did join us live in the chat room today. We had Vianaki pop in. And for anyone who's checking us out for fact, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate it. Friendly reminder, we do stream this show live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central over at www.gunnageek.com slash live. Just for awareness, with the holidays coming up, schedules may get wonky. We'll let you guys know as best as possible on social media ahead of time as to what's going on. Before we shut things down, you got any final thoughts for the people? Go watch a holiday movie. Enjoy your time. Even if it's a violent night holiday movie, it's still a holiday movie. Still a holiday movie. That's right. On that note, then, we are going to shut this thing down, and we will see you all next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, 
and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at Podcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at ATGN Podcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.